You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stu Guys, how's it going? It's going, uh, it's going well. You ask me that every week. I spend the entire week with you, and then you ask me how it's going. I mean, it is weird. I, I'm not great <laughs> at small talk, so I just right. kind of have like a couple go-to things, right? So like when we start, it's just like, hey, let's set up the thing. How's it going, Billy? How's it going, Stu Guys? <laughs> hey, audience, how are you doing? Tell us how you're doing. And then I'd give out, like, a phone number. If we had a phone number, we don't have a phone number people can call. Are you excited for uh, Billy? I mean, we are getting towards the end of the NFL season, and we're getting closer to the college football playoff. We have midseason awards here with Chris Sims today. Very exciting. Are you excited? The mids. I love the mids. Um, We must say this. Our condolences to Frank Reich. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, He lost his job, Bill. The God bless football curse, which you pointed out correctly yesterday off air. Ryan Day was on the show for the first episode this week. Ohio State has a loss. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's really a curse or not. But what I do know is Frank Reich is available. (laughs) Maybe we should pursue him. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly for those who are listening. That's exactly how that conversation went. As soon as he let go. Everyone around us is like, oh, God bless football curse because, you know, we've had some coaches who have come on and lost. Now, granted, if we're going to be honest with you, we've had on coaches that won games that they weren't expected to win and then ended up playing games that they were expected to lose and lost those games. So I'm trying to maintain that there is no God bless football curse because it's not good when you're trying to get people on to tell them that your show is cursed. So I'm trying to downplay the curse as long as possible if there is, in fact, a curse, which there may be. But I'm uh-huh. pretending that there isn't just for the sake of guest booking. But as soon as we heard about Frank Reich, uh, everyone said the curse struck again. And then Stugatz goes, get him on this week. And I'm like, mm, probably not a good week for Frank. Your first idea was get on Frank Reich. And then you're like, 
Let's also get on Jeff Saturday. And I think at one point it's like, let's get him on together. And I'm like, definitely not. No, yeah, that was, not gonna, that, that was no. not my finest idea. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I did text Jeff Saturday. He hasn't responded. He's, <laughs> he's a little busy. Well, by the way, the players all said, oh, we're very impressed with Saturday. Natural leader. First off, he played in the NFL forever. He was Peyton Manning center. And secondly, what are the players going to say? I was unimpressed with my new head coach. <laughs> so one of the things that was talked about when they hired Jeff Saturday was no one on the staff has called plays before in an NFL game. And I am hoping, hoping, hoping that there is a delay of game because no one simply called a play at some point in the game. <laughs> like they're just waiting around and the clock runs out and everyone's just looking at each other. And it's just because no one called the play because no one's done it before. <laughs> this man has never been a head coach before. I am telling you, I am going to be glued to that game just to see if Saturday can find the challenge flag. Like He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Billy, I don't know where you're going next. I know we have a draft games uh, game to promote. We will in just a second. Chris Sims going to join us. Midseason awards. Uh, Mike Gullard Jr. going to join us. We'll tell you about the coach who's coming on in just a second because I'm shocked he's coming back on. (laughs) (laughs) But we're excited for it. Uh, And we also have uh, Chris Gronkowski and Jabba, and they have a special guest as well. Antonio Tarver is joining us today, and Gojo (laughs) decided to stick around for that. So Gojo will also be interacting with K-Funk and Jabba and Chris this week. The best part, no mojo, and he's replaced by Gojo. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) How about it worked out well? And Antonio Tarver is joining us from Acapulco. (laughs) And and he made sure to tell us murder capital of the world, which we didn't look up, so... I'm sorry, Takapolko, if that's not true. We just kind of were like, okay, if you say so, Antonio Tarver. <laughs> what a weird show we put together. Yeah. Uh, the DraftKings game this week. What are we doing? 900 people this week? 900 people. Go to dkng.co slash Levitard like you do every week. You can compete against us. Last week, Stugatz, I was riding high, and then I was let down in the 4 o'clock games. Finished like 300, which is respectable out of 900. So... You know, this is my week, though. I know I say that every week, but this week is really my week. I have a strategy yeah. that I've that I've started to do, mm-hmm. and it's working out. But, well, I guess it isn't working out because I haven't been getting paid. Every week since we had Austin Eckler on the show, I've been taking Austin Eckler that yeah. he's eligible to play. And mm-hmm. he gets me points every week. Of course. But he's also super expensive because he's the best running back in the league. So we'll figure it out. So you uh, you take Eckler every week now. He scores a couple of tutties for you. Yeah. Uh, yet you have you have you have yet to win money. So like, I, won I, I won one week. I won one week. So okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, Billy, where are we going first here? Do you want? Are we going to the coach? I was teasing before. Who I'm shocked that he came back on. You going somewhere else? I'll listen. I'll tell everyone. You know who we're having on. But first, where are you going? I, I need to, I need to the, hear that. Let's start with the coach. The coach okay. is back. So so we had this coach on, okay, before the season started, right? We had Marcus Freeman on like a Thank week you. into the season, yeah. You know okay. what I'm realizing, Stugatz, and we have to recondition ourselves in doing podcasts and change from when we were doing radio? We're doing a podcast, right? So mm-hmm. we have not told people that Marcus Freeman is joining us, but... They see it in the description. So they already know Marcus Freeman oh, is joining us. Right. Damn, so we're I hate te- those descriptions. We're teasing people to something that they've already read. So they know Marcus Freeman is joining us. But are you shocked that Marcus Freeman is coming on after you said they should change the play like a national champion sign today or play like a champion sign today to play like a national semifinalist today? And are you surprised that he's coming on after they lost to Marshall and some other bullshit team? <laughs> I mean- so, okay, well, bad setup. But this is what I'll say. The last time that we did it, we did it with Gojo and Smeddy. 
And this time, when we put in the request, we requested it for Mike Golick Sr. Mm -hmm. So I think just based on, and you could kind of confirm or deny this, based on what happened when the interview started, I don't think that he was expecting us to be there. I think that he thought he was just doing something with Mike Golick Sr., which he was happy to do. And then he saw, oh, look who's back. And then he saw Smeddy was there, so he was happy. But then he saw us, and he was like, okay, this again. I, Quickly I reminded him, like, hey, we had you on, and you lost a couple times since. Haha, <laughs> remember the sign joke that we made? I noticed it. But we warmed up. I think, I think he likes us. I think he does. Well, no, so when, when I got into the room and you got into the room, it was just him and Smeddy. He had a big smile on his face. He knew Golik was coming. And then, you're right, Billy. We sat down, and that smile went away. <laughs> coming up, we're going to talk to Marcus Freeman and try to win his smile back. <laughs> Take out 40 West. This room is six minutes slower than the whole road. Consider update setting. Go, turn your radio down. <laughs> I'm trying to turn my radio. <laughs> oh, man. I am in St. Louis on my way to Arizona right now, so that is uh, my focus right now. But uh, I'm, I'm certainly interested in focusing on the big, that big one over Clemson. Oh, my gosh. Is that unbelievable? <laughs> Coach, how much sleep did you get after that game? How much sleep? Oh, not much. I came back, uh, we celebrated a little bit, and then I came back and watched the film. But we did, you got the extra hour. And so it was probably <laughs> two or three in the morning, but I was like, okay, we get an extra hour. And so I went home and I might have took a quick nap. The kids were up and ready to roll. So I had to get back in here. You play to win every single game. We all do that. But I, I'm sure even in planning for this one, the expectation was, you weren't going to blow them out like you did. I mean, at what point in the game were you like, okay, I really maybe didn't see this coming? It probably was after the Morrison interception touchdown, right? Because, you know, we go up 21. Morrison gets the first – Benjamin gets the first pick, and we score. So it's 21 nothing, right, going into the fourth quarter and fourth quarter. And I'm like, okay, like we're, we're in control. But it's still like 21 points, man. Some I'm like, I don't want to be the the team that loses a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. And then Morrison gets the next series, gets the pick six. That That's kind of when I was like, it's over. There's no way. There's not enough time. I don't care if they score every time they get the ball. There's not enough time for them to come back and win. Man, the people rushing the field. That was – what a moment. I mean, what did you say to the guys after, I guess, if you ever got them all back in the locker room after that game, what, what did you say to them? Well, it took a while. That was for sure. Yeah. And I usually after the game, I call two people up, just one, somebody on offense, somebody at defense that plays well. So I saw mayor, I called mayor up. He said a couple words and then I'm like, we're going to bring up the freshmen and you know, how to coming out party. And I'm like, Benjamin Morris to come up here. And everybody's looking around. He's not even in the locker room. And so finally <laughs> I start giving my post game, like wrap up. And then he comes walking in. So we make him speak, but um, it, it was a cool moment, man. At first I was like, man, I told the security guys, leave me alone. Like, let's enjoy this thing. Let's stay down here. And about 10 seconds later, I'm like, get me the hell out of here. You know, <laughs> it was nuts, man. It was nuts. <laughs> During your NBC interview, there was a security guy on you, like bear hugging you from behind. Is, oh. is that the normal protocol for getting the coach <laughs> off the field? Has that ever happened to you before? Never, never. But those two guys, George and JK, those are my guys. And, uh, and when we try, he was bear hugging me first. And then we were getting ready to leave. He said, grab onto my belt and don't let go. 
And so I did. I just put my head down. I grabbed onto his belt and we got out of there. Is there a part of you, Marcus, because you're there to win national championships. You're not there to spoil someone else's season. Is it? Is there a part of, of the head coach at Notre Dame that says to himself, hey, fan base, act like you've been there before. Like, you know, you know what? I'm yeah. just wondering. I mean, listen, you know what? Yes, that was a huge win. No matter where we're at in the season, no matter if we were undefeated and they were undefeated. Um, but as you said, I hope they understand this can't be the ceiling like us beating the top five teams, not the ceiling of what we want to do with this program. That's got to be a big win. That's what it's got to be a big win. But uh, we have a whole bunch of higher expectations for sure. Students. One of the things that I think has the team has gotten better at is is just like sticking to the game plan and, and running the ball and moving the offensive line together as a unit, playing really well together. But then something happened on Saturday that looked like it caught you by surprise and Michael Mayer and even Drew Pine by surprise, and that was the touchdown pass to Michael Mayer. So can you talk about your reaction when you when you saw the play call or maybe when you saw him throw the ball and and like how you felt that the play worked and they went up by the by the touchdown there? Here's exactly what happened. This is not to take anything from Tommy because he, Coach Reese, called the, the play. But, you know, we were running the ball and we were running the ball. And, like, they were they were blitzing everybody. They were going to try to stop us. And the play right before they stopped us for a yard. And I'm like, hey, Tommy, take a shot to Mayor. And he's like, no, no, no. Come on, Coach. Let's just run the ball. And I'm like, okay. And so we ran the ball again. They stopped us again. He was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, take a shot. So he calls the play to take a shot to Mayer. And you watch the TV copy. Drew Pine looks at it. We did a wristband. And he looks at his wristband. And he looks over to the sideline. And we're like, run it, run it, run it. He looks down. And he looks at the clock. And we're like, go, go, go. And they call it. And it, in, in the huddle, I guess Drew said that Mayer's like, just run it. Call it. That's the right play. Run it. Because he knew he was going <laughs> to get the ball. But it was crazy. Because Tommy was like, are you no coach? No, let's let's just keep running the ball. Tommy's the complete, he's the one that always wants to throw the ball. And I'm the one you say run the ball, run the ball. When fine, I'm like, just say take a shot, man. He was like, All right, let's do it. And he called whatever he called a great call. And you know, they executed and it was uh it was a beautiful picture, man. I'm glad you did it because it made me look good in front of my wife because I said, They're running the ball so well, they're gonna play action one of these times and someone's gonna be wide open. So I'm glad you went and went and did that because uh what a what a, a great play that was. By the way, Gold, did you storm the field? Yeah. Oh, my God, no. I, I wouldn't even have made it down to the field. Let alone On the golf cart. He would have broken his hip. What are you talking about? Whoa. Yeah, my, 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 my golf cart wouldn't have got down there, and that's the only thing I ride there. So, no, there's no, no <laughs> shot of me doing that. Where do you sit at during the games? I'm on the, on the, uh, the Duncan side, up on the eighth floor, up where all the food and drinks are. Yeah, I'm oh, not no, all that. the big Sorry. money people. That's where you're at. Exactly. You're watching them with all the high, <laughs> the high <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Great game, Marcus. But when I can just walk inside and get a beer, that's where I'm staying. So, sorry. <laughs> the real fans were in the bowl, Marcus, and we were all rushing the field, except not me, because I also didn't want to break my hip oh, jumping over on. the fence. But I did hear that there were some, like, adult fans, like non-students who rushed the field and did get injured. Did you hear any injury reports from I fans? I saw one. I've heard that there was a couple injuries. So, I'm finishing my press conference after the game and um, I'm walking back to my locker room and the, the students were screaming. I, I wanted to embrace that moment a little bit and say hello to the fans. And then all of a sudden I see somebody coming up on a stretch and I'm like, Oh man, a student got hurt. 
it's an older male. I mean, I don't know how old oh. he was, but he was old. He wasn't a student. And I said, okay, that's why you shouldn't have been down there for sure. <laughs> that's exactly right. They should check IDs before people rush the field well. to make sure nobody too old is going on down there. <laughs> Marcus, last time you were on, we talked about your candy dish at your office. Halloween just passed. So do you yeah. now refill your candy dish? Is it like very full and abundant or is it just kind of the same stuff as before? Well, I'm looking at it right now. Um, there was a whole bunch of Halloween candy. My wife came in mm. and brought like the it's one of those things where you pull the lid off and it makes like a scary noise and all Oh, stuff. get it, get it. Let's see it. Let's see it. It sounds well, exciting. It's oh, oh wow, he's getting it. We're gonna hear a Halloween sound. Take your time, Marcus. We'll yeah, talk don't worry, you we got got nothing it. to do. By the way, he looks so good. Oh man, man. totally <laughs> different. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> These losses have done nothing. That wind brought got a candy right jar that makes a sound. That's yeah, isn't awesome. that great, <laughs> Yeah, that like, is. <laughs> well, except, except everybody would know how many times I opened it. That's the only problem. That, yeah, that's true. You think he takes out the <laughs> My wife would so be no like, get your fat ass out of the candy jar. Yes, here it is. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, like, so oh, you take oh. And then there was candy, and there's no more candy left. Oh. Wow. But, um, I like it. But now she... uh. Hold on. How do you turn this dang thing off? Yeah, that's what we were talking about when you were gone. His bullets worried that people wouldn't know every time he was eating candy. So we're wondering every if you kind of turn it there. off yeah. on a cheat day. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's just like a mix. You got like Halloween candy. We got Sour Patch Kids, some chocolate. We got the rich people chocolate that you like, Smitty. Yeah. Um, then we got yeah. Starburst and uh, some Jolly Ranchers. Marcus, where do you stand on candy corn? I'm a huge fan, but it has to be mixed with m&ms or with like peanuts or something i can't eat candy corn by itself but i like to mix them with some type of chocolate too sweet oh okay all right i like that marcus i have another question about the game because saturday was like probably one of the best nights of my life uh i noticed you you mentioned that like you didn't want to give up a big play but there was one drive where notre dame had three defensive pass interference calls on them and i i listened back to the nbc broadcast and nbc's rules analyst terry mccauley was like these were terrible calls and you have been getting in the faces of refs the last two games with Syracuse and then with this game with uh, the Jeremiah Trotter Jr. targeting call roughing the passer review situation. How do you decide which calls you're going to, you know, yell at the refs over and which ones like those DPI calls you weren't really on them as much, even though they were oh, equally yeah. just as bad. As, yeah. Maybe we just didn't see it on TV, but I'm yeah. just curious what your what your methodology there is for arguing with the refs. Yeah, you don't see everything on TV. Um, I did mention to a couple of times, like, are you guys serious? Like, this is the third pass interference call. I mean, tell me you just – I, I remember saying, tell me you're just trying to let him back in the game. Tell me. Somebody tell me you're trying to let him back in the game. And he kept it. But what happened with the trotter? So, pregame, you know, you always meet with the referees pregame. And that was the one point emphasis I made. I said, listen, there's been three times – that the ACC has came back and said that we might have missed a late hit on the quarterback. And I said, just please protect our quarterback. Please protect him. We're already down one. Just protect our quarterback. And when I didn't see him get hit, but I heard on my headset, it's targeting. And so I look up and I saw the replay, and that's when I lost it. I tried to run up. I told you about this. I told you. Then they threw a penalty. The sideline judge throws a penalty on me. And I was so hurt. Like I told him it was like, 
when you're disappointed with your child, like I, I was so hurt. And I said, really? You threw a penalty on me? I said, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I see where this is. I see where our relationship. I would never talk to you again. I waved wow. you off. And then after that, after he was like, I didn't even throw a penalty. I just gave you a warning. So I went over and I said, okay, I'm sorry about yelling and screaming at you. <laughs> it was a great win last week. Like we know, the fans get to wait till the next game. You got to get ready for the next game, which is Navy. And I always had an interesting time with playing any of the, the academies when I was there for practice. Can you, can you kind of, cause I don't think people understand this because you can't go live in practice. What Navy is going to do by throw by the old lineman throwing at the legs of your defenders when they run the option and how they block. So how, and I know you've had to do it as a D coordinator, but how do you approach getting ready for Navy with that one or two times a year when you have to face that option and a different kind of blocking that it's tough to go full go in the practice. Here's the other thing that's different, Mike, is that you're talking about week 10 in the season and not week one. Next year, we play Navy week one, so we can have some live reps. We can have some live situations in fall camp, but week 10, you got to make sure your players are ready for the game and you you got to kind of really start uh, shortening practices. Um, and so we got to still get the work that's necessary. The beauty, the beautiful part about the new rules is that they can't cut at the second level anymore. So linebackers and safeties and corners don't need to work on cut blocks anymore. It's to be linemen. And so you have to kind of um, reciprocate it somehow, some way without it being live because you can't have injuries. But at the same time, the biggest thing you got to simulate, Mike, is the speed. And you can never truly do it, but you can try to get close to it. And that's where I I started doing it last year, but I'm going to do it even more this year. It's like I'm really going to help out with the Navy scout team and really work on this. Be, uh, this is my time to get ready to go coach again, and I'm going to coach the scout team offense and just try to have a point of emphasis and create a little bit of urgency with those guys and simulate that speed and what it takes. And so um, you never – you never can simulate it truly to the fact that they'll run it, but um, as best as we can, I'm going to try to do it. How do you balance destroying Navy to move up in the rankings while also thanking them for their service? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy on them. I mean, hey, you, th you thank them for their service by playing as hard as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, maybe let if that means up. you destroy them, then we're going to try to destroy them for <laughs> sure. But um, that's how you thank them. You don't want to take it easy on anybody. And I like uh, that. yeah, um, that's that's to thank me. How do you show respect for somebody is by, by way embarrassing you them. You yeah. thank them by blowing them out. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right, Marcus. That's how you veterans do it. day uh, on Friday. I, I know you have to get out of here, and and we appreciate your time. But just a quick game. You ready to choose a goalie here? You ready to do it? Just yeah. very quick, okay? Your choices here are Mike Senior, Mike Junior, Jake, Chris, his lovely wife, Sydney, his beautiful daughter. And Bob Golick, his brother. No okay. Jackson. Have you met Bob? I haven't met him, but I listen, I've watched him on enough Saved by the Bell episodes. Oh, <laughs> that careful. <laughs> he doesn't love that. The Golick <laughs> that you would choose to be a part of your coaching staff is who? Bob. Wow. My great Jesus answer. Jesus Christ. Great answer. That oh. hurts. That hurts oh. a lot. Yeah. Wrestler, oh, pro bowler, yeah, yeah, knows yeah. how to deal with yeah. Zach Morris. The, <laughs> that's so great. The Golick you would most likely hire to be your get back coach is who? Ooh, let's go Golick Jr. He's probably, yeah. you know, he's respected here because he played here and he's still young enough to make sure that if somebody tries to challenge him, you know. He'll be ready to go. I'll take Golick Jr. He would get Mike would get winded. That's the only problem. <laughs> the Golick you would choose to give a pregame speech. Mm. Mike's expensive. Yep. Oh, we Mike know that.
Uh, yes, you know it. what? Yeah. <laughs> I would take that. Yeah. And that's a good choice. By the way, Mike, he doesn't want you on the coaching staff. It doesn't want you making pregame speeches. I mean, <laughs> I, don't want you I don't think he wants you around, Mike. No. Keep me as far away from the program as possible. <laughs> All right, coach. Let's uh, I have a million uh, goal questions, but I know you're short on time. Uh, get out of here. Uh, we appreciate you. You're turning me into a Notre Dame fan, man. I don't know what the hell's happening here. Let's go. Let's keep it going, man. We got to get you guys here. We still it was there last week. I, I, I was there. I, I did a video right in front of Touchdown Jesus. You know, no TJ. way. But then yeah. he left. Yeah. Then he left yeah. to go to the Northwestern Ohio State game. I mean, my daughter goes to I Coach, don't give me that look. My daughter goes to mm. Northwestern University. It was family weekend. You come back. You came back. I, and Mike yeah. offered me a seat. I, I should have come back. Wow. It was a dreadful game. I, I did. How was I did? How was I that Ohio State game? Uh, it was it, it was Northwestern got out to the seven nothing lead. Everyone got excited. It started pouring. Uh, Ohio State did what they had to do. They got an ugly victory. It was, I, listen, I spent the entire time dreaming of you and being at Notre Dame Stadium. I got to be honest with you. So, <laughs> and, no, and you left in the middle. And you left in the middle of the first quarter. I'm sure you bet. It was pouring, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks, Coach. Uh, but, Coach, we'll be up there. We, we we have lacrosse games up there. Mike was nice enough and his wife to sit with us uh, the second half of our lacrosse game. So uh, we do have a date with Notre Dame coming up this uh, this spring. So hopefully uh, maybe you'll come out and watch with us. I'll be there for sure. Just let me know. All right. Awesome, man. Hey, good luck. Take it easy on Navy, okay? Don't beat them too badly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, we got to respect them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 49. All right, guys. No respect. Good to see you. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you so much, Coach. Bye. Thanks, Thank coach. you. There's a lot I want to say, but if I'm honest, I don't need to say it here. I certainly did not anticipate today. People say, oh, you got to score more points. Yeah, you do. But if, if, if you score a point more than them, you win. After 30 minutes of football, we have to learn that the game is not over. That's the thing that I'm excited. Is he's still learning how to run the football, you know, and, and where to run it sometimes. You know, he's still a pup in this league and he's got a long way to go, obviously. It's a funny shape ball. I think the first one bounced off somebody's helmet and... You know, sometimes that's the price of doing business. That's not where we want to play the game, but I know we made some you know, really nice balls that got up and down that hopefully we can we can figure out a way to catch and, and come down with. I can definitely do a good job of getting the, a better job of getting the ball out. No one's going to be harder on me than myself. It's tough to win in this league. Um, you're playing a good team and your quarterback plays like Playing quarterback in this league comes with um, all the blame and comes with all the glory. We were in the fight, and that's all you can ask for. We're in it. We're in it. These are games you're going to need if you want to try to win a Super Bowl. Frustration and miserability are two different emotions. Yeah, I've been here a few times. I think I can do a lot more. I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. There's no moral victories. There's really no other way to put it. This is a tough pill to swallow. Well, I'm sure he's extremely frustrated, as we all are. That was awesome. That was awesome. I mean, I was really anticipating good things. I think we all were. Sometimes it works out for you and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but you keep fighting. I don't know what Billy's so excited for today, Chris. Your mere presence, and I don't think it's that, or the fact that hey. we're thinking about doing midseason awards with you. I'm not I'm not sure. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I thought you guys were, you know, a little different. I mean, you know, not nobody's doing mid-season awards this week or anything in football on TV or anything. So let's do something different. That's cool. It's cutting edge. <laughs> uh, Unbuttoned podcast, a milestone episode for you, Sims. I saw on Twitter at CSimsQB on Twitter. 
your 420th episode. How about that? Yeah, episode 420. We made it kind of like, you know, a, a marijuana-themed podcast because of that, because I talk about it so much and make jokes and allude to it. But, yeah, we had, we had some fun with it. We embraced it. So it, it was good. It is a big milestone. Again, you know, NBC's not necessarily famous for social media, podcasts, all that. It's still new to them. And they've really embraced me and, and helped me along as far as that's concerned. Uh, Jeff Saturday. First off, what were your thoughts on Frank Reich being fired? And explain to us how the f- Jeff Saturday is going to work. I don't know if I can explain it. I was shocked by the Frank Reich thing. I was. I mean, first off, I, I, don't, I wouldn't have done it. It does seem like connecting dots and things you've heard. I've heard through football that Jim Irsay had an issue with Frank Reich, maybe down the stretch or something that happened over the last year. But damn, like, you know, I'll defend Frank Reich in this department, guys. And I, I, you know, I don't know if you agree or not, but okay, first year, 10 and six, Andrew Luck's the quarterback. I mean, they go to the divisional round of the playoff games. I'm there. It's Kansas City hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Most of the football world was picking the Indianapolis Colts to win the game. They had won like nine out of their last 10. You know, it was Patrick Mahomes' first playoff game. He's in a choke under the pressure. So, okay, 10 and 6, they won a playoff game, losing the division around. Next year, Andrew Luck retires in training camp, nonetheless. No time to find anybody. They're competitive and in the in the, the conversation all year at seven and nine with Jacoby Brissett. The year after that, okay, we can't find a quarterback still because of the Andrew Luck thing. Let's bring Phillip Rivers in, who's on his last leg. Can't throw the ball 30 yards down the field. They go eleven and five and have the Buffalo Bills on the ropes in a, in a wild card playoff game are outplaying him. Josh Allen doesn't make like three of the four, three or four of the most damnedest plays you've ever seen. The Colts are going to upset the Buffalo Bills. And then we have last year where they barely miss out. So I don't know. To me, am I crazy? I, I just didn't think that warranted necessarily him being fired. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with Jeff Saturday, like, man, I don't know what to think. I really don't. You know, I understand. You know, I the things he said, I can lead men. I understand football, and I've been around winners and Hall of Famers. I get that. But that still doesn't mean you know how to, you know, come up with a game plan, make practice schedules, lead a coaches meeting, offense, defense, what's going to be our attack during the week? How are you going to manage the actual game? I mean, the first time ever you get headset on, and it's a real NFL game, it all seems crazy, but – Ursa seems a little crazy that way. And <laughs> it's kind of must see TV, so we'll see where it goes. Well, do you think it has? Do you think it has life after this season? Because I believe Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next coach of the of the Indianapolis Colts. What do you think? I I, I don't think you're. That's a crazy idea. There, I don't. You know, Jim Harbaugh can say all he wants. He's dying to go back to the NFL. Right, he is. Yeah. Um, and and by all due accounts, from what I know, last year if he went and got the Minnesota job there was a good chance Matt Rule was going to be the head coach of Michigan last year too. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again. But I hear you there. And, I, you know, I really got to see it to believe it. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that it's real successful. And that's not against Jeff Saturday. If he was a coach for a while, I have no doubt that he could be successful at it. This is just a very weird circumstance with – also a bad offense that he, he's not going to fix or nobody there is going to fix. Chris, a guy you and I both liked headed into the season. I remember us discussing this before the season started was Justin Fields. Fields had his best game as an NFL quarterback last week against the Dolphins. He was outdueled by Tua. Is that what we should expect from Justin Fields moving forward? Something close to that every single week? Because, man, was that impressive. 
I think he's officially the best running quarterback in football. Jesus. Right? Yeah. And I mean, and I'm, I know Lamar Jackson's still out there, but I, I, you know, with Justin Fields and the AG is right now, I, I think he might be even more dangerous than Lamar Jackson. And, and trust me, I don't say that lightly. I do think this is like, this is going to be the regular. This is where, I mean, for the last year and a half, I've gone, what has taken so long for them to do some of this stuff with Justin Fields? I, I don't understand that. But like ever since a few weeks ago, right after the Monday night game against the, the New England Patriots, and I went, well, this is a game changer. This changes their offense. They scored 33 points against the Patriots, 29 points against the Cowboys. We're talking about two of the better defenses in football and then scored 32 points against the Miami Dolphins, all because of one thing, because they have designed quarterback runs in the game plan. And that has opened up everything. And you guys hear me say this all the time. When you start to do something and have something that you can do at an elite level, that makes defenses then have to change how they want to play you. Like last week, I mean, the Dolphins basically played like the same defense the whole game because they were so worried about him running the design run that it handcuffed them into, wait, let's make it a five-man front and let's just play man-to-man or very basic coverages so we have people in the right gaps to stop him when they do that quarterback design run. But then it's it's given him confidence. It's given the team life. Because they do that, they have all these plays off of it now that, that hold water because you have something you do good. And it's like the end of the round peg in the square hole. I mean, early in the year, I was going, are they trying to make him Peyton Manning or are we going to – let him be Lamar Jackson and be that kind of quarterback at some point. And now it's taking the pressure off of that, too, to where he doesn't feel like he's got to develop right now as a drop-back quarterback. So it was it's a brilliant move, and they're fun to watch. And, yeah, Stugatz, this is, I think we're going to be talking about this a lot as we go on. We'll get to the uh, midseason awards, the mids, in just a second here with Chris Sims. Again, PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock. Football night in America, 49ers Chargers coming up this Sunday night. Unbutton podcast as well. Episode 420. <laughs> when are we doing that episode when you and I are stoned on a Saturday just talking to each other, huh? Well, we, we should do that, but let's, yeah. let's yeah, off season maybe. Let's try to okay, figure that season. out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I can't, I can't pull about, it okay. off right now, but okay. during the off season for sure. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, we're at, we can have a draft or free agent talk and sprinkle yes. in some other stuff. Yes. Why we're doing that. And I that'll be it. fun. I love it. Chris, did last week do anything to um, strengthen an argument that there aren't really like elite, elite teams this year in the NFL, right? Because everybody would think, looking at it, you have the Chiefs, you have the Bills, you have the Eagles, right? The Eagles, their schedule hasn't been that tough. I think it was like the second easiest coming into the season. The Bills have lost to the Jets and the Dolphins. The Chiefs had to go to overtime to beat the Titans. They lost to the Colts. They won by one against the Raiders. Are we just not having like the juggernauts that we're used to having in the previous years? It's a little different of a year that way. You know, yeah, I don't know. I think we, you know, for the most part, the last 20 years, we've probably seen some more dominant teams. I think this is kind of the wave of the future because of the lack of practice and training camp and preseason and, you know, the investments made in these players that, early in the year is going to be a little sloppy and some teams that, you know, are better than another team are going to lose a game here and there and maybe not make their, their record look as pretty to all of us because of those issues. And like, they're still kind of trying to get used into regular season form that way. I'm sure you have heard Billy like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people 
it's September is almost like a, an extended preseason now in the NFL for a lot of these teams. So I think that's going to lead to less dominant play. But I would still say here in a year where, you know, there's definitely a defined upper class for me. There is. Um, and, you know, even last week, hey, the Jets game, it was great. But, I mean, come on. I mean, you you going to depend on Josh Allen to throw the dumbest interceptions like you'll ever see the next time you play them to win that game? I doubt that happens, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, mistakes do happen to that to that point, right? But, like, I will say this. Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, for me, are elite. You know, it doesn't – see, that's the other part of this. Injuries, too, are hurting this a little bit. And I think that's also because of the lack of the preseason and the training camp and all that as well. But, like, the 49ers, this is going to be about as healthy as they've been all year this weekend against the Chargers. They got the number one defense in football, and they played the majority of the year without Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and Javon Kinlaw. Nuts. They're three of their best players on defense. So I, I do look at Philadelphia as being elite. I think Dallas is elite. I do still think Kansas City and Buffalo are elite. I throw the 49ers in that, and I think everybody will see here from here on out. And the other team I'm throwing in the elite conversation is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens, even though, the Jets. you know, I know they have the, the three offense. losses, they've shown some real points of dominance in a lot of games. When you do see their elite level of play or their high level of play, you go, that's as good as anybody in the game right there. Now, they messed up some situational football, whether it's busted coverages early in the year to the Dolphins because we didn't have training camp and all those things and we're trying to figure out our communication, you know, or Lamar Jackson making some dumb turnovers against the Giants where in a game where they severely outplayed them. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem as cream of the crop as usual, Billy, but I still think we got some teams that stand above the rest. You mentioned the Chiefs there. And uh, check him out on Twitter, by the way, at CSimsQB. Um, and I saw you tweet about the Chiefs. This is a different Chiefs team. You're right. What you tweeted is exactly right. Tariq Hill is gone. They're not as dynamic as they used to be. But they're a physical f-ing team, dude. They are. They're, they've never gotten the credit for the, how, how physical they are as a football team. You know, They really haven't. Even back to the year they won the Super Bowl. I mean, they played Derrick Henry and company in the AFC Championship game. He didn't do much in that game. Right. They played the 49ers and that great running team in the Super Bowl, and they didn't run the ball all that well in that game. You know, So there's a little more of a physical nature there than I think people want to realize with Kansas City just because they throw the ball every play. And even in that game, that was a physical game the other night. I mean, that was a just an unbelievable – Tough, gutsy performance by Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that watching that film back, you know, Tennessee's another team that I didn't put them in that elite class, but, man, I wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs with the way that defense and that run game are going right now. That's yeah. going to be scary. I mean, they have every coverage underneath the sun, all these coverages where I don't know what the hell it is, but they're in the right spot, right? And what do you think Patrick Mahomes is seeing? You know, there's some plays where he's dropping back and they broke rules to what he was supposed to read and where he was supposed to go, let alone they were getting pressure with four, and he was moving around and doing this and, oh, jamming in here for five and jamming in there for four. And, huh. I mean, it was the most stressed out winning football game I've ever seen from a quarterback where it, like, looked ugly, but you were just still like, oh, my gosh, this guy's f-ing unbelievable. I mean, I had the beauty of having the sky cam because it was an NBC game, right, so I could see all the angles and everything. 
And I'm sitting there in the viewing room telling all the guys, like, look, nobody's open. There's nothing. Look at the clip. Look at this TV. There's nothing. I don't know what this coverage is. It's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. But he still gets it done. Before we get to our uh, midseason awards here, uh, Pete Carroll should be feeling good about himself because he was right. And he has turned Geno Smith into a very good quarterback, or he's helped turn Geno Smith into a very good quarterback. But now there's a kind of a, because Pete's feeling really good about it, there's a back and forth with him and Russ about wearing a wristband, not wearing a wristband. Russ said, I want plenty of games without wearing the wristband in Seattle. Uh, who's right here? Is it Carroll? Is it Wilson? I, I go Carroll just because he wins in the end. He's making well, Geno good, and Russell's having a dreadful season. Dreadful season. You know, it's again, it's another thing, like I said a few weeks ago, it's, it's hard not to. And again, I had always heard these things, right? But you can't believe everything a team says or people from an organization say, right? They're swayed. But I've had people up in Seattle over the years, you know, hey, it's it's not what you think of Russell Wilson. And, you know, we got to help him out a little bit here and there. And he doesn't like this. And I always like, oh, geez, they're just they're just saying that. So I don't say he should get 50 million dollars a year at quarterback and that type of stuff, because that does go on. I mean, I've had coaches tell me some crazy bullshit over the years where I'm like, you're lying to my face to try to set up a false perception here and I'm not going to bite. But either way, it's hard not to watch them and think that that's not the case a little here, that he was an issue. You know, whether it's like I told you guys a few weeks ago, I watched their offense on film now and go, where was this stuff? This is so creative and cool. Man, maybe it was Russell that was saying, I don't like this. I don't want to do that. You know, and he even used the phrase, Pete Carroll, not only with the wristband, but wait, I wrote it down and I'm going to pull it back up here. He said, you know, oh, and then we have a quarterback that's not doubting it, not doubting plays. Right. You know, which tells me that they must have had plays and game plans. And Russell was like, I don't I don't like that or I don't want to do that. Right. So he's tactically letting out little by little, I think, pieces of evidence to go. This is why this guy's not here anymore this is why (laughs) and we're fine with it we're gonna rub it in a little bit and yeah with the thing on your wrist i don't know why you wouldn't wear it josh allen wears it tom Mm -hmm. brady wears it it's not an insult to your intelligence some of these plays this day and age are so long you can bring back albert einstein he ain't gonna remember them all right (laughs) and then a lot of the times they're calling two plays in the huddle so you're sitting there and modern day NFL, all the different formations and personnel sets, there's just so much more to it. It's not 1984 anymore where it's like, yeah, we had 30 plays in the game plan this week. That quarterback used to remember all the plays. Well, yeah, now we have 30 plays in the first five minutes of an install meeting. Like right. there's 230 plays in a game plan. It also, here's the other thing with the, the wristband. It makes the play get in quicker, which is also another thing where I'm going, well, damn, see? Who's famous for not getting out of the huddle their whole career? Russell Wilson? Yeah, in Seattle and in Denver. (laughs) And that's the thing you can do. Hey, play 44. And then Brady looks at it and reads play 44, right? Because it's long. Instead of having play caller waste 10 seconds on the play clock going, hey, west right slot, 72 Z bingo, use split, cannon with 58 Lexus. And hey, if you get the double A gap blitz, you know, check the 314 hammer. That's 12 seconds right there that gets wasted on the play clock. So that's why you wear the wristband. So, yeah, he's letting out some stuff and getting it off his chest. And 
and showing us that Russ had some issues up there. So, Bill, you're going to announce what award it is that we're choosing, right? All four yeah. of us, right? All four of us are going to choose our our guy here, but you'll announce which award we're going with first. Yeah, absolutely. You see Sims' face like he knows what's coming. Like uh, I sees, know, I know, I know, I know it's going to be like, <laughs> well, We take know, this seriously, I, Chris. What do you mean? You yeah, it's like what guy is the best Gatorade drinker on the sideline oh, this year? Is. That's going to be your no. award. Oh, I know, oh, come guys. on now. Respect the mids, okay? Yeah. Who would that be, by the way? Yeah, who would you have as that? <laughs> Let's start with the MVP. Let's just do the big award first. Get it Basic. out of the way. You know yeah. what I mean? Basic. All right, MVP. So we'll start with you, Stu guys. Who do you think the MVP of the league has been this year? I'm going to go Geno Smith. Just simply, I wasn't expecting this. Seattle's good. He's got him in the playoff hunt. He's playing like he's a top five quarterback this year. I'm going to go Geno Smith. Let's go to Mikey wow. Yates. Mikey Yates. Uh, up to a few weeks ago, I had Brees Hall, considering he made Zach Wilson uh, a winner on a couple. But I'm going to go to another running back. I'm going to give it to Derrick Henry because they know he's running. They know he's getting the ball, and he's still getting 200 yards. All right. He is he is amazing. I, I like those picks. I do. I'm going to go with Josh Allen still. Mm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Two picks, I, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. So predictable. I know. Also, the Jets yards. and Giants, right? Uh, Jets and Dolphins, <laughs> me, right? Your two favorite teams. Yeah, that's two right. <laughs> to me, I mean, just him, Mahomes. I mean, Jalen Hurts, obviously, in the conversation. I think Tyree Kill needs to be in the conversation as well, as far as MVP. But I would go with Josh Allen. I don't think anyone does more for their team than Josh Allen. All right, let's get Billy's here. Okay, so I will just say this, and I hear that you're saying Josh Allen. Fox Sports NFL had the same poll out today, and they gave you four options as to who it is the NFL MVP is. Your guy, Josh Allen, finished fourth place with 13% of the vote. Patrick Mahomes with 16% of the vote. Second place, Jalen Hurts finished with 29% of the vote. And first place, my MVP as well, with 42% of the vote, Tua Tungavailoa, uh, NFL MVP. How about 42% that, of the vote on this uh, poll. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. man, you know, hey, that's great. Idiots usually, idiots usually vote on polls, and that would be the <laughs> right poll there. That would idiots. make sense. Put that on the poll. <laughs> Sims, he's good. What are you doing? The boy, he's, he's good. Voted, yeah. He's not the MVP. I mean, are All you right. kidding me? Right. We could put we could put another 10, 12 quarterbacks on the team. They'll be every bit as good, if not better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, Sims doesn't even think he's the MVP of his own team. He said to Rick. I mean, it's just again, like this is where if we put Mahomes or Josh Allen on the Dolphins or the Eagles, it, it, like it would be over. We just go mm. forget the season. Let's just tell everyone to go home and see you later. You know, the real yeah. question is: Do you think guys like Jalen Hurts and Tua could play? In Mahomes or Josh Allen's offense? Absolutely not. I understand the quarterback on the best team in football is always going to be one of the leaders in the MVP conversation. Hmm. I just wish that would end a little bit. I wish we would be a little bit more into truly the most valuable player to a football team. The biggest changer and dictator of the success of your team in Miami in that, and the most valuable aspect is clearly Tyree Kill. Hmm. Clearly. He's changed them around, and he's having a special, special year. And everything they do and what they're successful with is predicated on his ability to scare every guy on the defensive side of the ball. Well, that that is a perfect segue to our Offensive Player of the Year, and I'll just tell you mine, Tyree Kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey A., who are you going with? 
Uh, I'm going to go with um, Tyreek Hill as well. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. Who are you going with, Sims? Mm. You know, Derrick Henry would be in this conversation too, I think, as we go. But I would go with Tyreek Hill. Okay. I would. I mean, for the, the reasons I stated, yeah, he's he's too awesome. All right. Next one, Billy. Defensive player of the year. Uh, Mikey, you want to go first here? I was looking at Matthew Judon, but he played Zach Wilson, so his numbers are padded. So I'm going to go Micah Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go Micah Parsons, but I'm going Sauce Gardner. Whoa, about that? You guys get lost in it. Saucy, sauce is good, man. Uh, Billy, who are you going with before we get to Sims? Javon Holland. Wow, (laughs) I love Javon Holland. Me too. He is, he's one of the best safeties in football. I really do. I love him. I I mean, I got to go with Micah Parsons. It's crazy how good he is. He's arguably the best stand up linebacker in football, and he's arguably the best pass rusher in football. And doesn't get nearly the amount of pass rush attempts as the other top sack artists in football because he plays stand-up linebacker in a bunch of other plays. So you talk about maximization of what you do and all that. I mean, he's phenomenal. All right, next we have Coach of the Year. Billy, who are you going with? Uh, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. With, yeah. Mike, Mike EA, who are you going with? You show me another coach that can win six games with Zach Wilson at the helm. Wow, Robert yeah. Sala. Yeah, I'm going Frank Reich. Try winning three games with those quarterbacks. Uh, I think this is the the best conversation ever, though, for Coach of the Year. So many choices, right? Pete Carroll, Mike McDaniel, so many choices. Robert Sala. Brian Dayball. Oh, Dabes. What a bunch of assholes you are. I'd be sure to text him to tell him who you guys picked so Dave. he never comes on your show again, all right? <laughs> yeah. Damn. What O'Connell's in there. There's a lot of guys. Sala deserves you. to be in there. Nick Giuliani, how could he not yeah. be in there? Yeah. You know, you know, Billy's pick of Mike McDaniel. I mean, he's certainly in that conversation. There's no yeah. doubt. I'm going to go with Pete Carroll. Oh, Pete Carroll, okay. I mean, yep. nobody saw this coming from this football team. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, I was at the point where I was like, just trade DK Metcalf and blow it up and rebuild the team. So, I mean, not only are they, you know, better than we expect, it's like legit good. Yeah. And they're scary. Yes. And they got playmakers. And, yeah, I'm going to go with Pete Carroll. GM of the year, is that next? Yeah, game manager of the year. So, Mikey, yeah, go ahead. Game manager of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. He's a game manager. <laughs> Bill? I have Justin <laughs> Herbert. Justin Herbert, yeah. I have Patrick Mahomes. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Brian Dayball as the wow. game manager oh, of the wow. year. Wow, he's, he's playing chess, guys. I, like I mean, Coach Dave's. Going. <laughs> <laughs> going Dave's. Jesus Guy knows Christ. what he is. He's made yeah. every right, right, right move all the year. He knows what the team is. He knows not to expect certain things. It's the right game plan every week. Game manager, Brian Dayball. Mm. All right, Billy. Disappointment of the year. Is that next? Yep. Disappointment of the year. All right. Mm. Who are you going with, Bill? My disappointment of the year is in Chris Sims not coming around on Tua. It's <laughs> good. Wow. Good. Deserved. Right. Right. Wow. Now, listen, it's midseason, Sims. You can still come yeah, around. The Billy will remove time. you and replace you with someone else. Listen, right? I'll tell you this right now, Chris. We, Stugatz and I, have very early on told people, because Stugatz predicted before the season the Dolphins would go to the Super Bowl, before anyone, before they even played a game. And people told him he was crazy. So now when people are saying, oh, they could be in, you know, contention to go to the Super Bowl, he's not having any of it. After week one, I told people that we work with, you have to decide after week one or week two, are you in or are you out on Tua? And they were on the fence, and I said, you can't come around now. 
You have immunity to that. You can come around whenever you'd like. <laughs> come on the Tua bandwagon. You can come on the Dolphins bandwagon. There's space for you. So think yes. about it. It's like right a forever now, stamp. Right now you have some time. Sims, this is right. big. Like he doesn't allow anyone in after no the fact. Way. And like he's only allowing you in. I mean, yeah. that's a fan right there. He has Thank to you. everything. Thank you. He knows I'm gonna. He knows that I, I'm capable of not being biased, and I'm gonna do the right thing by what you know, film and everything. And he knows that if I really de- believe he deserves it, I'll go there. Right. Even despite things I've said in the past. So mm. thanks, Billy. I appreciate it, man. Sims, who do you think my disappointment of the year is? Mm. Wilson. No, it's you because you won't come around on Zach Wilson. <laughs> We're all disappointed in Sims. <laughs> Damn. Who was yours, Stugatz? Uh, it's you for not getting big on. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, or well, Dungy. <laughs> I'll go with me too because I'm disappointed that I come on this show every week. <laughs> well played, Sims. All right, Billy, we have one more award here. It's our biggest award, right? Yeah, our final award is the WQBOTJ, worst quarterback on the Jets. <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> I have Joe Flacco. Oh, really? An upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike? Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> Sims? Feel free. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Mike White. We haven't seen a play yet. I mean <laughs> uh, I'm not not gonna. I'm not gonna disrespect Joe Flacco. I'm not gonna do it. So I'm gonna uh, go with Mike White. Uh, Sims, get out of here. We appreciate it. PFT with Mike Florio um, every single day on Peacock Football Night in America pregame and halftime. Garrett has stolen the halftime show away from him. So pregame and postgame, he roots for Garrett to fail during halftime. Uh, that's me <laughs> saying it, not Sims. 49ers Chargers this week. Very good game. Sims loves the Niners. The Unbuttoned Podcast, episode 420. Wow, what a big week for you at C Sims QB on twitter as well it is time for studio gods here on god bless football presented by DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl download the DraftKings sportsbook app today use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up that's code Stu only at DraftKings sportsbook let's get to the picks college football week 11 season flying by Three and three last week, 36 25 and two on the season. Only taking five games this week. Usually I like to take seven, eight, nine. Only five. Don't love the slate. Let's get to it. LSU. They're traveling to Arkansas. LSU is minus three. He's a good coach. They're a talented team. They're starting to put it all together. I have LSU winning and covering the spread. LSU by 13 points. We go to the game of the weekend, maybe. How about that? It is Tulane and UCF, University of Central Florida. I love it. Tulane, minus one and a half. I'm riding the green wave. Yes, I am. Tulane wins the game. They cover the spread. They win by seven points. TCU, the fourth-ranked team in the college football playoff. They have played the most exciting games of the year every single week. I love this team. They're traveling to Texas. They're taking on Texas, the Longhorns, in Austin. TCU is getting seven points. They're undefeated. I am taking TCU here. Texas wins the game, believe it or not. They win by a field goal, but TCU covers the spread. They are getting seven points. We go to Syracuse, Florida State, minus seven, taking on Syracuse. Syracuse, man, they haven't been the same since they lost that game at Clemson. Uh, Buy this down a half point. Buy it to six and a half. 
Florida State wins the game. They cover the spread. Florida State by 14 points on the road at Syracuse. And finally, Penn State, minus 10. Take it on Maryland. Penn State playing pretty good football right now. I have Penn State winning and covering the spread at home. They win by 17 points. NFL, week 10, 3-1-2 last week. You're welcome. 33-21-4 on the season. Once again, you're welcome. Giants, minus four and a half. Buy it down a half point to four. They're at home. They're taking on the Texans. I have the Giants winning and covering the spread. Giants win by 10 points at home. The Dolphins, they are minus three and a half. They're taking on the Browns. Buy it down a half to three points. I have the Dolphins winning and covering the spread. Dolphins by 14 points at home. Chargers plus seven at San Francisco. I have the Chargers winning the game outright. They're getting seven points. Chargers win by three. Eagles minus ten and a half. Take it on the Commanders. Buy it down a half point to ten. I'm riding the Eagles here. Best team in the NFL. Eagles win by 17 points at home. Dallas, I can't believe I'm doing this. As bad as they've played, I'm still nervous betting against Aaron Rodgers. I, uh, I mean, they have lost to some of the worst teams in the NFL. And I am still a nervous wreck, especially at Lambeau. Nervous wreck, but Dallas is really good. Midas 5, they're at Green Bay. I have Dallas. Uh, I'm so nervous. Should I do it? I'm going to do it. Dallas, minus five. Dallas wins the game at Lambeau. They win by 13 points. They cover the spread. And finally, Justin Fields last week may have been the best quarterback in the NFL for a week. I'll take it. That's good enough for me. I believe in him. Justin Fields going to have a field day. Bears, they win the game. They cover the spread. Bears win by seven points against the Lions. Those are the picks this week. Good luck, everyone. Hey, buddy. Gojo. Gojo, Billy asked me if anyone calls you Goj, and I said, I've been calling you Goj for a while. Yeah, I think there was a... It popped up when I ended up... Weird weird sentence. When I broke the Harrison Smith contract extension this last time around, (laughs) everyone started calling it Goj Bombs, and so that was probably the most I've been called Goj. Billy, how about that? A Goj Bomb. I love a Goj Bomb. I know. (laughs) Was that your first uh, Goj Bomb right there? Yeah, first and only Goge Bomb so far, really until Harrison or Kyle Rudolph decides to retire. That'll probably be my next one. (laughs) I have very limited sources in this league. Why don't you uh, just forget about sources for a second? I I feel like I've taught you this already, but, you know, I'll teach you it again. Why don't you just uh, deliver a Goge Bomb that says Jim Harbaugh will be the next head coach of the Colts? How about that? Wow. Yeah. I start tossing it out there. Yeah, (laughs) I just I just need you to say it, and then I need Mikey A to say it, and then I've double sourced this, and I'm a journalist. All right, Mikey, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach of the Colts. Heard here first. Sources (laughs) multiple. Yeah, I think we all had to love the fact that Jeff Saturday got that job. Like all of us. Like Mike, how many times? How many shows have you and I done, Mikey A as well, about guys from ESPN who could do this or people from ESPN who could do that? Jeff Saturday has a coaching job, and it looks like maybe, perhaps, Dan Orlovsky will have one as well. I mean, that's crazy. Who would be the person in the media that would put you on their coaching staff first? Like, what do you think your, is your best way to get into the league as a coach? Oh, it'd be it'd be the Mina Kimes coaching tree. Like, uh, I could really? for sure 
Now, I think Mina's too smart to put me in a role with real power. I'd get to be whatever the NFL equivalent of like an analyst is in college where mm-hmm. I'm allowed to watch tape and be around, but I can't actually put my hands on the merchandise out there on the field. Oh, how about this? What if you're a GM and you're putting together a coaching staff of all media personalities? Ooh, great question. Great question. question. Because if you're a good coach, great you're still question. coaching. So it's a it's a tricky right. question as well. Yeah. Yes. But go ahead, Mike. Try. So, all right. Am I coaching college or the NFL? Well, he made you a GM, so... All right, so I'm a GM. GM. Yeah. All right. um, And I think you shouldn't be allowed to pick former coaches. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I was just going to say, because, like, Dan Mullen sitting there as an offensive Mm -hmm. mind at ESPN right Mm -hmm. now, very interesting. Rex Ryan. Yeah, if we're going to go non-coaches, I would go Marcus Spears as my D-line coach, easy. Right. Dan Orlovsky, OC. I would make Mina Mina Kimes assistant head coach. Like I don't know which side of the ball I'd have because ideally, if I'm the GM, I'd rather her be the GM than me, and right. me just take some sort of like pre, you know, team president role or something well, where I just, can take a lot of credit without having to actually do a whole oh, lot. Like, and you just promoted yourself, so like you're yes. the GM now you've made yourself president. You That's what you do when you're the GM, Billy. You get exactly more opportunity and more money. Yes. Think of me like Jerry Jones. I'm going to give myself assorted titles and then let other people that are smarter than me do the work but then just go out like i'd be the gm that's got a standing hit on the radio station locally every week that just starts to kind of stir the pot a little bit hmm. how about head coach though who are you going with i like i feel like dominique foxworth would be perfect no see i can't decide if i want dominique like because dominique's the one that always talks about how position coaching versus head coaching different leadership things and dominique's a great leader but he's also a really good defensive back mind and i can't tell if i want him at the helm of the defense or not because i feel like letting him go full x's and o's and be a football nerd on that side of the ball would be awesome Hmm. here's what i want i want dominique coaching the secondary and then i want ryan clark as the defensive coordinator because i feel like if you put rc in the front of the room he's going to get you ready to run through a wall mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're right but how about a head coach mike you still don't have one yeah. i mean yeah i know it's a, this this is a tough decision Even a, with i mean tebow what's he doing team oh, chaplain tebow. what are we doing oh yeah chaplain no question and honestly i could make tebow strength and conditioning coach yeah. that guy's in phenomenal excellent. shape excellent right him or mikey c <laughs> yeah just, oh yeah where would mikey c be <laughs> <laughs> Mikey C stands for coach. I mean, <laughs> or cigarette. <laughs> oh, we've all noticed you've left your dad out of this discussion. Yeah, I mean, it's a little. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know, like dad, you know, him and Marcus going at it for the D line room here. You need a leader of men. You need a head coach. Yeah. Oh, that it, could dad be that? Oh, I think you know what dad would actually make a really good head coach. I don't know. No, I don't think he wants sorry. that much too responsibility late. Too late in, on that. in his life. Yeah, yeah, you already passed up on him. Yeah, I feel like, uh, listen, yeah. I was holding out for the best job for him. Possibly, that's going to turn me into a bad son on this podcast. <laughs> who do you guys think? Who am I missing here? Just like who are the head coaching candidates that we could pluck out of this? Again, I think you'd have Lewis Riddick in there. I think honestly, like. You could talk me into Ryan Clark as the head coach. I know yeah, I said D coordinator so. before, but yeah. I think Ryan could definitely be head coaching material. Here. I agree with you. Hmm. Uh, Gojo, what'd you make of the uh, the college football playoff? What uh, what stood out to you there? Just the rankings. TCU is it? TCU has a path now. I mean, they have to win the remainder of their games, and and it seems like they'll be in the college football playoff. Billy and I were trying to figure out how Alabama gets in because we know they're getting in. But what stood out for you, Mike? I mean, how much this round made sense? I was. I think everyone was wondering if T, uh, TCU was going to get ranked behind Tennessee. 
just because like last week the committee was super cold on TCU. They're like, oh, they've dug themselves into so many first half holes and they've, you know, we're looking for balanced teams and all this stuff. And it flew in the face of so much of their analysis about teams like Ohio State or even Tennessee, who last week, I mean, got exposed for having an imbalance in their defensive secondary. So I was happy to see that TCU is getting the respect they deserve for where they're at right now walking right into a weekend where they're going to be underdogs on the road against a you know Texas team that they're ranked well ahead of. Uh, so Michigan and Ohio State, I was happy for TCU as well. They're undefeated, Big 12. They deserve to be there. I don't care how you win the games. You win the games. doesn't matter. You lose the first half, you win the game. I realized this selfishly yesterday. I was talking to Smetty. They're the team that reminds me most of myself, like 2012 Notre Dame. <laughs> we won a bunch of close games like that. We just kept getting by by however we could. So TCU, I appreciate you guys. If LSU wins out and beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, are they getting in with two losses? I would think so. Same. I would think it'd be. Same. I would think because, again, there have been like certain things that through the existence of the college football playoff have been pretty hard and fast rules. Blowout losses to any opponent have usually been a no-go for a one-loss team. So you automatically think of Oregon and to an extent Tennessee because that game was an ass-kicking even if the final score doesn't reflect it. Right. And then two losses has been a non-starter. And I feel like this year's LSU team is set up to be as difficult a decision for the committee as a two-loss team as there's ever been. And I shudder to think that for a two-loss SEC champion who would have the kind of wins under their belt that this LSU team would have, even if you'd have that one loss being a – or one of those losses being a really bad one to Tennessee at home, I still feel like an SEC champion with the kind of momentum they'd have down the stretch would have as good a shot of getting in as any two-loss team there's ever been. I must tell you, Mike, I went to your uh, I went to your university for the first time. I stepped foot on on you know on the Notre Dame campus. It's beautiful, by the way. What I love most about it is I don't feel like I'm in Indiana when I'm there. Uh, so so I really, I, man, I'm hesitant to say this. I felt it. I got goosebumps, Mike. I was wow. standing in front of Touchdown Jesus right by the library there. I was right in, you know, Notre Dame Stadium. Newt Rockney entrance was right in front of me. I got goosebumps, Mike. I really did. That's a fabulous school. I can't believe I'm saying mm. it. I know. Thank God you got there before the snow because it would be. I know you've seen a lot of it. It just it changes it. But, yeah, listen, it's it's it, it's a nice place. I, I wish you could have. So, Stugatz, in recruiting, we always used to joke. That obviously they always say get people on campus, they'll feel what you, you felt there. But um, I don't know if you've ever heard it. I don't even know who sings it. I don't know who this woman is, but there's like a here come the Irish song that they would play at the start of every recruiting video. Mm-hmm. And we literally would say it's just here come the Irish by the white lady. We didn't know her name, <laughs> but it was in the recruiting video that would get everyone to commit like on the spot. Mm-hmm. I'll try and find it and send it to you after the podcast. Kathy Richardson. But- Oh, Kathy Richardson. Yeah, that's you, the, the one, Rich. the white lady. Yeah, yeah. The white <laughs> the lady. The white lady. Yeah. <laughs> the white lady. She got it done, but yeah, Stu got So I feel like if we do that, then we'll really get you uh, to commit to the school. You'll be good full time. Okay. I mean, that and your handsome coach. I mean, I can't stand it. I really can't. I mean, he's a good looking man. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we do a ridiculous segment every week on God Bless Football. Do you care to stick around for it? It's Absolutely. Jabba Chamberlain, K. Funk, whose job is assistant, Chris Gronkowski, and I believe Antonio Tarver is going to join us this week. Yeah. I have no idea why, but do you want to stick around? What do you think? Sure, why not? Oh, shit, I didn't know we were doing cutoffs. This is bullshit. Yeah, so you're going to have to take yeah. your sleeves off. Yeah. Oh, part of the deal. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, there's Jabba Chamberlain. 
Uh, we have found Chris Gronkowski. We're waiting for K-Funk, who's bringing on Antonio Tarver, I believe. He has an announcement to make. <laughs> what yeah. is that? Uh, Chris Gronkowski, where's Drew Rosenhaus? What's going on? Hey, so he was going to come on, and then you guys decided to have a witch uh, to come on the show instead of him. So once I told him that, he was right. like, man, I'm not coming on anymore. We didn't want to witch in a vampire on the same episode. I mean, <laughs> you never asked him. <laughs> no, I asked him. He was, he, he'll come on next I week. Just, you know what? What actually what happened was I did that promo. It was so good that we sold so much product out, and I, man, I just been busy with work. So yeah. I finally caught back up, and uh, we can get Drew on next week. Is Mojo still on his honeymoon? Do we have? It's no longer a honeymoon. It's been six weeks, okay? He's in full flight. He's in the middle of his marriage. <laughs> he's, he's a, he officially is like What are you doing in Mexico, Tarver? Oh, uh, we here for the 60th anniversary of the WBC convention. Man, we out here with all the greats, all the goats, so we're having a good time. I'm in Acapulco. I'm in Acapulco, man. I find out it's the murder capital of the world. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get the hell out of there, Antonio. I'm serious, man. I had a nice intro plan, but, you know, this is the guy. This is the two-time world champion here. This is uh, Uh, five-time, buddy. Five-time world champion, co-star, co-star of uh, Rocky Balboa movie with Sly. I mean, it's my guy in Tampa right here. Way to way to mess that up. That's a great (laughs) intro, and you didn't even know all the details. (laughs) Antonio, you're going to make picks here, but I am told, and I don't want you to make it now, that you're going to make a big, uh, I guess, announcement here at the end of the segment. Is that is that uh, factually correct? Well, I I don't. I wouldn't say it's an announcement, but. Okay. You know, it's it's something I want to really throw out there, but All right, good. You know, just so the fans and the people can really truly understand what I'm trying to embark on, you know. Um after doing assessment of everything that's out there, I really believe that, you know, with what Jake Paul is trying to do, what he's continued to try to do, and I take my hat off to him. He's doing a heck of a job, you know, but I just believe I'm his biggest fight. I think I'm his biggest fight to really prove that he belongs and and to give him an opportunity to really gain and earn the credibility that they're searching for. And I just believe five-time champ, co-star in Rocky Balboa. I mean, I got the history and the fact that I'm 30 years older than Jake, that makes it an even fight, bro. I mean, we know father time is undefeated and um, I'm just afraid that he's going to take those risks out there, he's going to lose to a guy like Fury, somebody that ain't never won nothing, never accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to look like a farce and they're going to look like a laughing stock if he lose to a nobody or somebody or a guy that never accomplished anything. Right. If you're going to roll the dice, you got to go big or stay home. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm putting that out there, man. I think Jake and I can do something big and, Damn, I made Sylvester Long look good in Rocky Balboa. I mean, I think sure did. I think it's a win-win for Jake. I, I don't see how he can lose, man. Fighting a guy thirty years older, he bringing in all the youth, and uh, I'm just trying to survive. You feel me? I'm gonna go in that thing trying to survive. Cause I don't know I can beat a 24 year old young, hungry, strong bull. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's where everybody gonna want to, you know, tune in to see. Isn't this the plot of Rocky Balboa? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a 
minute. <laughs> Just bringing it to life. <laughs> yeah, Mason, Mason and Line Dixon, baby. Yeah. So just so we're clear, you're issuing a challenge right now to Jake Paul, right? Man, I'm saying, Jake Paul, if you're going to do this thing, man, step up and really do it. We can do an eight-round exhibition right there in Tampa. And I believe, man, we'll sell that arena out in 30 minutes like Roy Jones and I did years ago. Right. Maybe, maybe you maybe. broker this fight, Antonio. I'm wondering, do I get a piece? Like, what do you think if I broker the fight, if I make it happen? Hey, I'll tell you what. Y'all going to have the best seats in the house. How about oh, that? Wow. Yeah, but I'm thinking money, house, too. I, the seats, whatever. Like, I need some cash, you know? Two gods is all about the money. Okay, I do. How much can he fetch those seats on StubHub? How do we sweet, how do we sweeten this deal for Jake Paul? You want to put some of your belts on the line or something? Yeah. You have any of those yeah. laying around? Maybe no, I think... I think with the with the Jake Paul fight, it's not really the belts. It's just the the, the credibility, it's the history, right. and it's everything. He and, needs it more than you like do, like Antonio. Said, is what you're saying? He needs it. He needs you on his resume. What's your price to take a dive to Jake Paul? I don't have a price to take a dive. I can't take a oh. dive. Yeah, Antonio, who wins in a fight? Twenty minutes in the ring, who wins? Chris or Rob Gronkowski? If they're boxing. Huh. Oh man, Rob, you're Rob the nine. For only one reason. For only one reason. Hide and reach. Hide and reach. <laughs> Rob didn't skip arm day. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he uh he didn't even train with us. He was scared to get in the ring. Wow. Oh, what about is this, is this you Harvard. issuing a challenge to Rob? Are you gonna yeah. get him in the ring on the Harper <laughs> and Paul card? Do it. I smell yeah. undercard. Hey, I tell you the what ultimate. Hey, if I can't get Jake Paul, Rob, I might have to call you up, bro. We'll do something. <laughs> All right, last week, let's get to the picks, okay? Mojo, who's making Mojo's picks? Do we have Mojo's picks? Uh, Gojo can make Mojo's picks. Uh, how about that? Gojo for Mojo. Training him for a G. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, <laughs> if Mikey does it, his voice is going to go out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Gojo, just so yeah. you know, Mojo refers to himself as a spread master. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right, baby. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I will. What's that? I got that you. Thank Antonio. you, sir. Who is that, on. Antonio? Yeah. That was a Sutherland, a promoter from the UK, and he was actually telling me call him about the Jake Paul situation. So we got that. I, we, I, did I we sign the deal? Did we yeah. sign the deal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Send yeah. us that card. Yeah. 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 Take a picture. Yeah. Send that to us. <laughs> to yeah. Who else is hanging around there, Antonio? Anyone we would know? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, we got a lot of people you probably Just would know. Uh, yeah, get some of those people while we make some Hey, big, Hey, big, uh, Reddit Bo been up here. Riddick Bowe? Riddick Bowe? Jesus. Chavez. Yeah, we've been having a lot of legends. I'm just walking through. Yeah. You think Riddick Bowe would take the Raiders minus the six? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Antonio, you're going to come back on next week. Is that correct? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we can, we, when I get back into the uh, Tampa, yeah. I can come through. Sure. Who are your three best friends, just out of curiosity? Uh, just like, you know, celebrities. That's all. I'm just wondering. <laughs> Who's Can my you get best Stallone friend? on? Wait a second. It just dawned on me. Do you talk to Stallone, Rocky? No, nah, I mean, I talk to Frank Stallone. I don't talk we'll to take, Sly. We'll take we'll Frank. Frank, Frank will get us to Sly. Frank, Let's, yeah, yes, Frank yes. Sly. All right, so, so Tarver, next week, I will set up the Jake Paul fight. Next week, you come on with, with Stallone, and, and Frank will get us to Sly, okay? So next week, we're going to have Drew Rosenhaus, Frank Stallone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll <laughs> 
going with you. I'll hook that up. Okay, right. I knew exactly where that was K-Fuck. going when you asked that. K Fuck, you listen, MVP this week, K Fuck. Okay. <laughs> where's Mojo where's Mojo's shit talking ass? Uh. <laughs> where Mojo at? Mojo's in Europe. He's on his honeymoon for the last month. He's busy going one and four. So Mojo last week went one and four. Chris went three and two. Jabba, the coin, went three and two. K-Funk. K-Funk. Four and one last week. Uh, Carl Douglas went three and two. And uh, who is this, Bill? John O'Hurley. Oh, I forgot we had him on. John O'Hurley. Peterman from Seinfeld. <laughs> went uh, two and three. I mean, he told us he was bad on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are you guys ready for this week's games? You ready to go? And by the way, for the season, Troy two and two. K-Funk 23 and 20. Carl is 10 and 14. John O'Hurley is two and three. Mojo is 18 and 25, tied with Chris, and Jabba is 17 and 26. Let's go uh, Seahawks at Bucks. Bucks minus two and a half at home. Well, they're playing in uh, in London, I believe. Geno Smith, Germany. Before the season. Yeah, Germany. Oh, Germany, huh? Okay. Who's going to be the MVP, Brady or Geno? No one would have said Geno. Yet here we are. Gino might be the MVP of the league. So I will start with K Funk. K Funk. Bucks I'm taking, minus two and a half in Germany. What? I'm taking the Bucks again. Uh, they actually hooked me up on the last minute, I think, last game. So I'm going to take them again. All right. Let's go to uh, Antonio Tarver, who's in Acapulco right now. Go ahead, Antonio. Capital of the world. Yes. Go ahead. I got to go with the Bucks, man. We got to turn it around. We got to finish strong down the stretch. All right. Chris Gronkowski, who you going with? Go Seahawks here. I'll take the points. Mm. Wow. Wow. Look at you never go against the Bucs, Chris. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Right. In Germany, uh, though. Yep. Let's go to uh let's go to Mojo, who's being played by Gojo this week. Uh Gojo, who you going with? Seahawks at Bucks, minus two and a half. Uh give me the Seahawks and the points. I'm with Chris on this one. Mm. All right, Seahawks and the points. Uh what was Carl Douglas's pick? Oh, Carl Douglas picked the Seahawks. Yeah. He, he has the Seahawks. All right, Jabba, you ready to go? Heads, Seahawks, tails, Bucks. Flip it. Tails. All right, so you have the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. All right. Uh, Buccaneers. We'll start, with, we'll start with you, Antonio Tarver. Bills minus six. Take it on the Vikings. Who are you going with? Bills minus six, and it's in, uh, where's, it's in Buffalo. Where's it at? Yeah. Where are they playing at? In Buffalo. I'm going with the Bills. You going Bills? I'm going All with right. the Bills on that. All right, Chris Gronkowski. Have they, have they said with? anything about Josh Allen yet? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing yet. I'm day to day, day to day. I'm taking points here. Then you taking the Vikings? I think they're going to. I think Vikings. they're going to protect. Uh, I think they're going to protect Josh Allen. All right, uh, Antonio. I'll give you the opportunity to change your pick because we don't know if Josh Allen's playing. Do you want to stay with the Bills or no? Oh, you saying so? The quarterback is out. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're not sure. Oh. It, it hasn't well, yeah, been announced. That turned it a little bit. Well, I got to take the point too. Then. All right. Okay. All right. Tarver has the uh, has the Vikings. Chris also has the Vikings. Uh, K Funk, who you going with? I mean, I I'm yeah. I'll take the points. I can't do I can't do the Bills without Josh. That's for sure. All right. Yeah. Who does uh, Who does Carl have in this game? Carl has the Vikings. Who's right. the Bills backup, anyways? Case Keenum. Oh mm. shit. Oh, he's here for a game. <laughs> Keenum can give you a gig. Oh, that's right. Game he's number home. eighteen. Yeah. Uh, Gojo, who are you taking in this game? Bills minus six. Uh, take it on the Vikings. 
uh, give me the Vikings on that one. I have, I, I think the Bills should rest Josh this week if they've got the ability to. Like, they got to worry about the division from here on out. This one right now, this is a spot to make sure he's healthy. I love you, and I love it's the first time we've had real analysis in this entire. This is why. This is why he actually gets paid. <laughs> he's great. No, we need him. We need him. I get, I get paid because Stu Gotts isn't the person paying me. That's a boy. Well played. Uh, all right, Jobby, you ready? Heads, Vikings, tails, Bills. Flip it. Heads. All right, you have the Vikings. Uh, we go to Lions at Bears. Bears minus two and a half at home. I'll go to Chris Gronkowski first. Who are you going with? Bears, minus. Take it, taking points. You're taking the points. Antonio Tarver, he can't wait for his turn. Go ahead, make your pick. Oh, yeah, Bears all the way. All right, Bears all the way. K-Funk, who are you going with? I'm going to take the Bears at home. I'll do it. All right. Who did Carl Douglas go with, Bill? The Bears. All right, Gojo, who are you going with for Mojo? What? Uh, going with the Bears on this one, man. Justin right. Fields figured it out. <laughs> figured it out, yes. Uh, Jabba, ready? Heads, Lions, tails, Bears. Heads. Heads. All right, you have the Lions. Sorry. <laughs> hey, they're coming off a big win, you know? You can't um, blame it on me. It's the coin. Uh, you're right. Uh, Cowboys at Packers. Pack revenge game for Mike McCarthy here. Uh, Packers plus five at home. I can't believe this. Aaron Rodgers at home is plus five. Let's go to uh, let's go to Gojo first. Gojo, who you going with? Cowboys all the way on this one. I think this is going to be an absolute ass kicking. An ass kicking. Oh. Jesus Christ. Wow. Not what I wanted to hear. Mike, they think you're informed. You can sway their opinions. <laughs> yeah. I just, I listen, I look at this one. Packers offensive line's been really, really having a tough time this year, getting moved around all that much, going up against the, like, I don't know. Micah Parsons is terrifying. They put that guy everywhere, right. and he's hell on earth. So I just think Cowboys are starting to really, really come into their own now that Dak's back. I think this one's going to go really bad for the Packers. All right. Who does Carl Douglas have, Bill? He has the Cowboys. All right. K-Funk, let's go to you here. Uh, Packers plus five. Cowboys. I mean, I guess Mike just talked me out of it. I was going to take Aaron Rodgers, but I'll, I'll go Dallas. No, take no, the Packers. No, stay with your pick, man. Don't let Gojo do that to you. Yeah, and, and just pretend you know what? Gojo. I mean, I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. Okay, good. You're taking the Packers. Did I go to Chris yet? I'm don't sorry, let, Chris. Don't let Gojo peer pressure you. Let us peer pressure you. <laughs> yeah, Chris, yeah, there's so yeah. many people in this goddamn room, and there'll be more next week when Frank Stallone joins us. But did I go to you Andrew. yet? Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Rosenhaus, yeah. yeah. Right. No, you didn't come to me yet. Um, right. Yeah, so this is uh, – everyone hopes Rodgers is going to come back, but I don't see it happening either. I think he's – I think he's kind of given up on the season at this point. So I'm going Cowboys. All right. Cowboys, huh? Antonio, Packers plus five at home, taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys all day. That's Cowboys all day. All right. Job are ready to go. Heads, Cowboys, tails, Packers. Flip it. Tails. All right. Packers. Uh, final game, guys. We'll get you out of here. Tarver, be careful, man. You're yeah. in a very dangerous city right now, all right? Mm -hmm. I know, bro. You got a big fight with Jake Paul coming up. That's so. right. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals, I'm serious. I'm going to get this done, okay? You get me Stallone, I'll get you Paul, okay? I'm not going to do anything. Uh, let's go to uh, Cardinals at Rams. Rams, minus three at home. Cardinals at Rams. Rams, minus three at home. Let's start with K-Funk. K-Funk, go ahead. 
I want, can Mike go first? I want to hear his analysis here. You're going to be here every week now because they want your analysis. Sorry. Listen, I, listen, if you guys had seen the results of my picks this year, you wouldn't be listening to any of my analysis. I make it sound good. That doesn't mean any of it works. I got nothing for this game either, man. I, I truly don't know what's going to happen. This is yeah, it's a coin like, toss. You want this is, this one, this one, you're coming let, off a four I say, one. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, taking the Rams. I just wanted to know what he what he was mm, what right. he was going. So K Funk's taking the Rams. Gojo, who you taking? Like it? I'll take. I'll you want? I'll take Joe. I'll take. I'll take the Rams on this one. I'll do I'm Rams the on Rams. this one. Okay. Uh, Chris Gronkowski, who you taking? I'm going Rams here. All right. Wow, going Rams. Who did uh, Carl Douglas take? Well, he wears a Rams hat every yeah. week, so yeah. we know who he's taking. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, Antonio Tarver, who are you going with? Rams minus three, taking on the Cardinals. I- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. All right, uh, let's go to Jabba. Jabba heads Cardinals, tails Rams. Flip it. Heads. Heads. All right, you have the Cardinals. Uh, all right, guys, this was fun. Uh, does anyone want to promote anything on the way out? Chris Gronkowski, do you want to promote anything on the way out here? Man, last time I did, I, I, I missed the next two shows. So, um, you know, if I say iSugar.com, I might not be able to come on next week. Right. That's, true. <laughs> That's okay, though. I mean, yeah, because you'll, you'll be too welcome, busy. by the way. You sold out. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't get Yo, one. Job, but did you get that jug, man, or what? No, I don't think. I'll check. I haven't got anything yet. Did you send it, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check on that. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's right. not right to be. Seems like an off. Maybe Drew Rosenhaus has it. <laughs> he has any tracking. <laughs> Send me the tracking. Hey Tarver, what are you what are you promoting beside yourself, big dog? What do you, what do we got? Hey, hey, hey Gojo, get out of here if you have to get out of here, Gojo. Go ahead. Well, are you promoting anything? Listen. Yes, yeah. sir. Hey phone. Y'all Wait, hold on, Gojo. Hold on. Tarver, stop for a second. Gojo, do you have something to promote here? Yeah, let me get I'll get out of the way. I want to hear I want to hear Tarver do this. He's gonna be way better at promoting anything than I am. Uh Gojo, download, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. We have uh, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame's head coach, on. No one else in the DraftKings Metal Arc family can make this happen for you. Exclusive content, exclusive access. Yeah, we have him on this oh, episode too. Oh, f- you, uh, <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> Gojo had him first. All right, Tarver, go ahead. Promote, uh, promote whatever the hell you want to promote. Hey, K Funk, you got to get the guys out, man. The Tarver promotion, bro. We doing some hell of five boxing shows over there in Tampa, man. The next show is January twenty first. Main event, Antonio Tarver Jr. goes for 11-0, and 0, but I got like six dates next year, so we're going to be busy. Okay. Uh, Gojo, thank you for joining us. Thank you for doing this. Uh, Antonio, next week we will speak to you and Frank Stallone. Looking forward to that. I'll try to get Jake Paul on to see if we can, you know, get some sort of uh, agreement in place. Uh, Jabba, we'll talk to you next week with Verlander. Chris, talk to you next week uh, with Rosenhaus, okay? Love right. you guys. God bless football. God bless football. Yeah, I told him. No, Frank Stallone. I told him. God bless football, guys. K Funk, MVP. I mean, look at you. God bless football. God All right, guys. Football. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.